Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Worship in the Storm number 10, double digits. Number uh, 10 on Good Friday. Yeah, that's right. What up, Andy? Andy's here. Mimi's here. We got a full house. What tonight. up? How's yeah, it going? Mimi's been uh, missing some shows because she's been so busy, and then I got good feedback like, oh, thank God Mimi was back. It's like, yeah. <laughs> People are tired of seeing me. They come for her. Why I have to take a break sometimes. <laughs> And you've been doubling down <laughs> lately on episodes too. You've been just doing tons and tons of research lately, man. Dude, I so applaud much. your efforts. Yeah, and, and yeah, I've been extra busy. Yeah, uh, all week I was by myself doing things with all the girls and uh, coaching. Well, not coaching just yet, but I'm going to be. I'm coaching softball Wanting again. To coach after yeah, watching I, I, other people coach yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah i know i know I, I can imagine how that feels like when you just you know you could get in there and, and do some good yeah, <laughs> yeah well i used to someone coach at a pretty high game. level and uh, you know watching it it's like okay i am a little too tense so i gotta wait and, and get the the feel for things you know going from yeah. a travel team to like county and especially going from the north, northeast, where it's intense all the time for everything. To yeah. the south, it's way more laid back here. So, you know, it's yeah. a whole change in yeah. dynamic. 
You the know? first game was that it started out great, and then toward the end of the game, it was like you were watching a t-ball game of like little kids, and you're like, "No, what are you doing?" It gets there, man. That's what sports will do to you. Yeah. you got, if, but if you zen, <laughs> if you, you know, if you do the centering and all that, yeah, it's all right. you gotta be the guy from uh, that movie Major League, just doing like the prayers and shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> I actually, I used to teach my girls how to when they would get in their heads and they would be struggling. I would teach them how to get in a meditative state real quick, like in the bat, like step out of the batter's box, take a deep breath in, let it out. And this one girl, she was in a slump, and uh, I had her do that, and she. She crushed it. She got a double and she was like, Dad, it worked. It worked. You know, <laughs> nice. She was so happy about it. I was like, Yeah, it works. Like, I, that's, I learned it for myself. It definitely works. But it, so, it was yeah. awesome to see. So the self is more laid back, and that's good to hear because uh, we've, my wife and I are definitely looking self now. Kate and I are nice. definitely. We just want to be able to grow more food, you know, yeah. Yeah. and it's just a much easier zone to grow way more stuff in, you know, we're doing as much as we can up here, but it's limited, you know, how South are you looking? Uh, we're looking, you know, as South as you guys, we're looking I would as recommend North like as the Carolinas, South and, Carolina, Georgia, Florida, all good options. Yeah. We're <laughs> looking there. We don't want to be too close to the coast, but not too far inward you know yeah there's well there's mountains. We're like an hour from the actual beach there's mountains that touch cool. tennessee north carolina south carolina and georgia that, beautiful mountain appalachia only a few hours from the ocean i mean it's like three four hours but yeah but you have appalachia. beautiful lakes you can swim in and that's where i'm at i i used to be really big into like water sports when i was a kid and it was always on lakes i mean river the ocean oh float. my god never going deep enough in the ocean for a speedboat anyway like floating out there yeah <laughs> even in new england i can't i can't say it's safe to be out there it used to be like eh no big deal but now for the past like maybe 10 years tops there's been a huge swarm of great whites every summer all in our waters up here it's nuts because they're chasing after penguins that are suddenly here oh, wow yeah interesting really weird yeah. never were here before i like to go floating on the rivers in florida we do like a three-hour drive to some really nice crystal clear you know i like to be able to see my feet and see what's in there with me you know <laughs> so that's the kind of water i like to be in it was yeah, in case you guys have alligators down there anyway right yeah there's some signs but i mean with all those people going down the river alligators not gonna be in there true He's that's gonna a good point. stay away now snakes and stuff, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The swamp. There's some that fall from the trees, you know. The, the swamp is crazy, <laughs> but the mountains. Uh, so when we went on vacation, we had we actually went through like all four states within like 30 minutes, not even. You know, yeah, they're North all Carolina, right there. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so especially those mountains, man. Like technically, I have those up here too. It's just the extension the northern yeah. part of the the appalachians mountains and and that's where i spend like as much time as i can when i when i have the time to get out there it's yeah. up in new hampshire in the mountains in all those you know that connect right back i had the opportunity a few years back to do a big mountain up in maine which is the ending point of the appalachian trail okay and i'm not sure if we talked about it or not but like watching people get done with their epic journey was like really inspiring because oh, they were in tears screaming with joy. People were applauding and hugging each other. 
people that didn't even know each other. It was awesome. It was what like, hike. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my God. Four to six months, maybe mm-hmm. more depending, you know? Well, yeah. Crazy. That's, it's awesome. Uh, where we were like, it's like that old school mountainous town. It's not like, it's like the nineties, you know, they're, it's, they're still in the nineties. Yeah. They're stuck in time. I love right? it. I love yeah, it. That was so cool. I love mountains. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that. Oh, like as soon as you get near mountains, it's, it's like either touristy or, or mountain people. And the further into the mountains, the more mountainous they get. Yeah, for sure. I could totally live in the mountains. Me yeah. too. I can say I couldn't. It's too uh, cold. I mean, maybe there in the Georgia mountains. I mean, oh, yeah, I that's what I'm it. thinking. Like, I don't. I wouldn't want to live up like in the mountains of New Hampshire. Dude, or Maine. It, it's too cold. Black Ridge Mountain is Blue Ridge. Well, there's two. There's Black Ridge. Oh, I didn't see the black. Oh, okay. Yeah, where we were up real yeah, high. That's where okay, we. Yeah. yeah, it's the highest mountain ridge in Georgia. Mm-hmm. There is Black Ridge. It is crazy because. When you look at it, knowing what we know and doing the research that I'm researching, it's like that scorched earth. It's like something melted that and it's scorched earth. And and when we were up there, we were looking at it and just the way that everything's set up, there's 90 degree angles, there's straight lines, and it looks like the the uh, that the mountain we were on was together and somehow it split. And became this, what was it called, Mimi? You know, not a valley, but uh, where we went to that one museum, it was like a national park. Yeah. Oh, shoot. But there was yeah. little pyramids in there. Really? Yeah. They were built out of rock. I mean, it was just, there's a lot of stuff when you have eyes to see, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like looking at all the mound buildings in, uh, in America yeah. and mm-hmm. with eyes to see, it's like, okay, so these are primitive of the same exact shapes that the pyramids are kind of going for. So what it's all connected in that, in that way. I've oh, always George seen the mounds George. as the mound builders as very similar, if not directly related, maybe they're older examples and they're just more decimated by time. I don't know. Right. Yeah. And maybe yeah, it is the gorge. That's what I was talking yeah, about. The gorge. Yeah. I love anything. Gorge is fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you what's not fun about the gorge. Climbing out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. One time my friend yeah, and I were going painful. up uh, um, a gorge and there was two different trails we could take and it was winter time. So we had a lot of snow under us and ice and we decided to go up the faster way, which was really the dumber way. And it took us like eight hours of just near vertical oh, ice wow. axes out, like everything crampons like to get up this thing. And it was like four feet of snow on the side yeah. and finally getting to the top. It was just, oh my God, it was so brutal, man. Anything getting out of a gorge, climbing out of that shit. It's vicious because I'm sure you guys know that when you go to these like beautiful mountainous sightseeing places, you get there, you park and you got to walk about a mile at least. Like they make you turn into a hiker at least a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't care how old you are. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And we were dressed for winter time. Uh, You know, we don't really have winter down here, but it was Christmas. So we're like, okay. Let us wear a jacket and a hat, yeah, and gloves, undershirts, and, and underpants. <laughs> right. You know, all the the thermals the underneath. And, yeah, yeah, we were sweating. I was like taking <laughs> off a layer, taking off a layer. I'm like, oh, we got to go all the way back up. Yeah, it was 60 degrees the entire time. <laughs> That's and, beautiful. You know, being up on a mountain, it, yeah, it was beautiful. But being up Very on a mountain beautiful. in the winter time, you're closer to the sun, so it's warmer. Not 
how it's typically colder on top of a mountain. Right, Maybe it yeah. was. I don't know. But it felt very hot. The yeah. sun was very hot. It's actually mm. kind of nice that it was like misting that day. Like it wasn't quite raining, but it was like just enough to keep you from like overheating. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, it was a little yeah, wet. In the gorge. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, a little it was. Wet. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, too hot or too cold. Either way, it's it's vicious because then if you're too cold, like that that exact trip we had, like once we got to the top of that, we had been sweating that whole time. Right. But then we're in negative ten degree weather in New Hampshire, and it's getting the sun is down now, and so then all that sweat is freezing on yeah. your body. So it's like cold or hot, both suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to get that. Like we have beautiful falls up here in autumn's so like it's just that perfect weather for getting out there it's not too bad either right. way you know yeah but anyway yeah anyway. So, so, yeah so anyway all this normie background stuff we're talking about you know yeah uh what do you got going on i mean we got there's so much we can talk about i know i want to talk about ragnarok yeah we get yeah, we ragnarok I watched. Okay, so we watched it on Netflix. So wait, the, let the me Ragnarok let me premise one. this. That yeah. Mimi didn't know that I missed an entire season. She led me to believe I missed one episode. You must tell everyone oh. that I'm the one that made him miss everything when I started yeah, watching. You didn't it. make me miss it, but <laughs> you had me under the impression that I missed one episode. And suddenly it Not was like, fault. oh god. Well, I'll tell you, I watched one episode so far, just on your recommendation, um, Kate, and I watched it. I think it was like last night or the night before. It's already sick. It's awesome. Like it gets what good. Is and then you're like, here? "Where's the next season?" <laughs> yeah, there's only there's only like six season episodes, but the next season comes out in like a month or something. Yeah, I'm very excited to keep going with it because it's like it's. I like that it's coming from a different place than America, right. um, because you're you're seeing this thread about like the kids questioning whether or not the authorities are putting a fake reality in front of them. Like right off the bat, they're having this undertone in the show. Yeah, I haven't even seen that. So, oh shit, I'm so no, okay, no, fuck. You're fine. I thought you, I I thought you went back. I'm gonna watch it all over yeah. again from the beginning yeah, so he can I, see. I, it. The that's whole the thing. only. I mean, that's not even really a spoiler. It's just it's in the first yeah, episode. Yeah. It's I think the kids have to get together for a school project on something topical, and they pick that, and mm. it's like what along with like norse god stuff going on right. so it's you're only one very interesting. that upsets me because i want to talk about <laughs> this upsets me i want to talk about him like oh well, i want to talk about it it's interesting have you seen dark on netflix i've watched most of dark and i can't remember what stopped me at some point and then i have to go back to it and i still have it. okay the well, newest season that. is that was the german one that was a great series. Yeah, I haven't seen crazy. the last season, but yeah, it makes it, well, you think the of second so season much. was kind of hard to get through. I think I'm gonna have to go back and watch it all again, honestly, with the even third clearer good. eyes. Well, yeah. it ties into this one because uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's a similar thing where they're storing some kind of chemicals in a mountain. Frozen oh right, you mountains. were telling me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, wow, it's and that's kind of like how I envision when we were talking about uh the box saga the one time. That's kind of how I envisioned they would have became if they had the ice wall around them that there would have mm. been some kind of radiation inside of that ice wall and that's how they became so pale white. So as soon yeah. as Mimi told me that, I was like, "What?" 
Well, I'm thinking the 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 white and all that is coming from whatever causes uh, Arctic animals, and, uh, and similarly uh, uh, Arctic people. I I think that might have been it, you know. Mm. But I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. There's yeah. more to it, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> it needs to be sussed out. There's so much going on that there's probably numerous things happening at once. I'll tell you, man. I'm I am getting way deep into like a lot of what you've been getting into with the 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 Millennial Kingdom, nice. along with like pyramids in 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 uh, America and all the, these kind of things. And, uh, but a lot of stuff I'm trying to connect it with what I've been learning over the past eight months or so, whatever, from the, the North side, you know, the, right. the, the heathen side as well. And man, I just want to ch check this out. I got like seven new books that I'm going after right now. <laughs> well, yeah. I saw that one Atlantis book. How much was that one? Like nine, that was like three books, like 250 bucks or something like that. Wow. I'm like, this is ridiculous like the but language Chris so I'm like just give me the pdf thanks <laughs> <laughs> I got an Irish book of shadows which is about Twatha de Danan which is the tribe of Dan basically mm. uh, mythology of Kurima marvelous adventures of Vinamonan which is interesting because the Vinamonan mythology is what the box saga supposedly is a part of or is mm. it's really it's a poem uh, and then I have Hyperborea, also known as the Pilgrims of the Pole. This was written in 1808. Then I got the Kalevala, which is another poem from the north. And then the destruction of Atlantis, Ragnarok, and the Age of Fire and Gravel. That one I really mm. can't wait to fucking read, man. Wow. They all sound good. There, I just started typing in, you know, looking for books with Atlantis and anything to do with like the North, because we have so many stories already that are popularized about Atlantis in, you know, lower down, we have Mexico, we have America, we have, there's so many different theories. So of course, yeah. with the time period theory in mind, rather than the specific place theory, uh, I really like, this is how I'm trying to connect all these ideas, I guess, because America is obviously the center of something very important. Yeah. Like, it's I think not America just the would story. be Atlantis. I know, I know. This is where we kind of differ because it's, to me, it's all well, Atlantis. So I, yeah, for, yeah I, I believe that as well, but I believe like it, the hub of it was in America and then like God created Adam and Eve right in the center, right at the Missouri River. Well, so I don't necessarily know that it was on the Missouri River, but the uh, Mormons believe that the Garden of Eden was Jackson, Missouri. So that's very interesting because, you know, God would put his creation right in the middle of all the other creations that were here and that were running the place, you know, all over pre-flood, uh, pre-Ice Age era. Well, I'm also wondering, too, and I'm sure you can chime in on this more, you know, about this, this idea of multiple resets mm -hmm. and um, possibly like multiple creation points. Like maybe this is why we have very similar stories. Speaking of the saga and, and the, mm -hmm. the heathen legends of the, the two, the man and the woman and all this, it's right. very similar. I wonder if these could be 
either simultaneously happening or could they be time periods like happening multiple times that we don't know about or we're we're finding glimpses of all of these time these different reset periods right. and they're all kind of mixed together i don't know what what do you think about that well i think adam and eve were the last creation the the, the final most recent one yeah the most recent one that's about okay it. that yeah. makes a lot of sense yeah, that that helps a lot that like just gave me chills actually because it fits so well yeah i think god's uh children the sons of god if you will they created their own creations that were here for a while that were doing things and then god was like now i'm sitting down at the party and and put his creation out there and, and you know there's a whole thing after that but yeah i think that there's definitely multiple creator gods quote-unquote creator gods that uh that had the ability to create because they were these much higher dimensional beings than than we are and at the same time the way that i see everything working is consciousness uh so physicality is one thing consciousness is another thing so at the moment of creation there's all these different layers that were all created and time was moving about all of them but consciousness was not flowing through all of them consciousness is on like the steep downward uh decline so that it's like meeting at certain points like consciousness say it met humanity at let's just say 6,000 BC, right? Uh, But before that, it was in whatever was larger that was here. And that was in, say, I don't know, 20,000 BC. And then before that, it was in whatever was larger. Because when you look at the the giants, there's so much evidence of giants. Yeah. And and the, you know, the trees being, or or the, um, the, the mesas being, old trees and all the old trees that were cut down and how massive they really were in the 1800s and and just all of those different things. I think that consciousness just kept declining. So physicality was moving the entire time, but humans were so small to the overall scheme of things for such a long time that their story wasn't important enough until you know, the creation of Adam and Eve, that that's when we took center stage in this grand epoch of consciousness. And like the creator came down as one of us, as the lowest form of whatever this all is in order to bring us all back to wherever we come from. The one person who we all are, who is sleeping, having this dream playing out all these different scenarios. Mm, This is interesting. Just from what you're suggesting here, actually uh, vaguely, if I can, I don't, I would have to look into it more, but I've always been kind of looking for more of a meaning behind the stories of the Ajiji that came with the Anunnaki. Um, Now it's told by the Sumerians from their perspective that these were slaves of the Anunnaki. Um, but I wonder if this is, this is what you're talking about. Like these like predecessors before us or something like the in between, you know? like, 
like these stories we hear of this of all these all these amazing stories yeah i don't know i'm finding that it's like information overload lately but not necessarily in a bad way things are tying together at rapid speed but there's so much of it to go through lately and so much of it seems to be genuinely meaningful to the greater puzzle if that makes any sense yeah it definitely does i think that the gg to me the GG, uh, when I actually, I heard your episode with Leslie Mitchell Clark, mm-hmm. what was running through my mind all of a sudden was they're the coneheads. That they're, they're the coneheaded people. The mm-hmm. conical shaped The elongated head. skull. Yeah, that's the GG in Egypt and all over. Yeah, that's who they were. They, they were taller than us by like a foot or two, you know, seven, eight foot tall. Right. Looked, looked similar to us. And they took human wives when whoever they came with was telling them not to do that and then they did that and it mm. was like this rebellion that there happened. was a huge rebellion yeah yeah, yeah. it's interesting because that mimics the the story of the fall in terms of the saga where mm. this old way family has this small group or one son let's i mean i like to tell it as as it's like one son rebelling uh you know he it's like the romeo and juliet story uh he goes over and he mates with the people outside of the acer and the old way was not to ever mix with anyone and unfortunately we see a lot of that come out in the darker points in our past right that behavior um so it's 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 tying a lot of things together and i think we're all coming to, from like different points to the center point yeah um, it's pretty pretty incredible stuff because yeah, all the shit that i've been getting into lately uh is just on the human level completely like physicality material talking about what's going on with um with our history just from a very broad standpoint and i'm not digging into certain names families or anything like that (laughs) excuse me but what i'm seeing more and more and more and more of is and you've you've heard me babble on and on about divide and conquer and red versus blue eagle versus serpent i know it's i'm a broken record sometimes but what i'm finding more and more is that it's this concept of satanism and this concept of luciferianism are actually worth determining as two different things very specifically like almost the center and whole thing of the hegelian dialectic in our society um and what these two words are they're not all important you can replace them many times over because language has evolved and changed and words do not mean what they used to mean. Right. And we have mixed the meanings and we've mixed the feeling and the sound of many different things over time. And so this Satanism is clearly the old way, the more natural way, the mm nature loving worship way and of course there's a lot of reasons why that would appear attractive and the only way and the better way or whatever and on the other hand you have this luciferian way which is new it's this light follow the light outward of course in their their way as you understand Mm -hmm. um 
you know, new innovation, technology, AI, new world order versus the old world. And the thing is, is what I'm finding is that this is all stemming fractally, ge geographically, historically, it's all one family. Yeah. And it's a family feud. Yep. And it's a falling out of the old way. And you know, this is summed up over and over and over again in movies. Of course, it's this idea of the rebellious child leaving the home and leaving the family behind and going out and using, you know, his own will his and it, and then taking in new ideas and new mm -hmm. uh, influences and see dad, I can do it yeah. my way. And then the inevitable failure and fall back home and then the dad has to learn something and the son or the mother and the daughter right. and only together integrating the old and the new in a unique way is the true way. But as I've been saying lately, leaning on one wall or another is much easier for us humans than finding that invisible balance beam. Yeah. Then walking that tightrope. Exactly yep. what we're supposed to be doing here because these extremes are set up kind of on purpose. I, th right. I think, again, I think it's some telephone game of telephone, but I, again, I think because some know what happened and are at that advantage, they can keep the game of telephone going right. and steer it in the way they want to and all that. Well, it's but interesting. Yeah. I think that Luciferianism is Satanism, uh, by night, Christianity by day. It, yeah. It, we're coming from the same family. You're going to have the yeah. same upbringing. You're going to have the same rituals. You're going to have the same overall behavior and traits. So this is a lot of times why it's so easy to get people confused on which, you know, when you think of white hats versus black hats, sometimes on some level, that's a true thing that's going on, whether that's the real truth or that's some other kind of. That doesn't, on some level. Yeah. But white hat doesn't mean that they're good, but right. there, no, no, there it's just, is another, that. Yeah, just the, the bipolar factions. situation. Exactly. Yeah. And it's competing, but it's the same family and yeah. you can see how a dynamic can work like that on a grand scale. And I'm not saying that all of these people know that that's happening, but it's, but, personality traits, generational curses and traumas, people's behavior gets passed down. So inevitably we're seeing this echo, like a nuclear blast leaves shadows on the ground. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're seeing what this original feud was forever and ever fractal out through time. And these yeah. factions, as we can call them, uh, they, I think what separates it and, and was never reconciled I think has something to do with the belief what these two groups believe happens when we mortally die. I really do believe it comes down to an atheistic pole versus a, you know, uh, live forever, eternal life kind of pole. I think that that's kind of uh, uh, fake in a way that they they know what happens and that they just make us not that it's fake what you're saying, but that they make humans uh, and into atheists in order to deceive them in one way, make them into religious people to deceive them in another way, make okay, them into fair. spiritual people. Like fair. they, they spread out. The, well, what do you gain? From let that? me, let me evolve. Let me to evolve what us. I said. Let me change a little bit. What I said, I think it has something to do 
with and now think of who we call luciferian and who is running the show right now the technocrat all that whole movement the me movement basically i would say it's a it's do we does the personality completely vanish afterwards and do we fall back into nature and earth and there is no out there versus i think the personality goes on and i think we are each a part of this bigger picture that I think neither, you know, there could be better words set up. I'm kind of jumbling. I think it. This if, is new to me right now, but I think yeah. one believes in that the personality continues on. I think it's a very ego kind of way, but I think both sides have flaws. I think both beliefs are wrong. And I think there's still something behind the curtain that none of us are allowed to see. And that's the whole point. I think you know? that you should watch the third season of Dark. It would uh, illuminate. <laughs> yeah, when you say personality, are you saying like the soul? Well, think about it. We t we all we both Emmanuel and I, from very different perspectives, always come to this point where God is within, and we can literally come into communion with that love and that understanding and that consciousness, whatever it is, mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, it's no longer Emmanuel. It's no longer Andy. It's, it's gone. The personality is gone. We're swept into that whole non individuated flowing energy that is God. Meanwhile, we have another idea, which most people probably aren't even aware that they're hoping for afterwards is that the me carries on the one that is only in existence because of the memories that have been formulated by this alchemical equation that is yeah. physical life. So that's a real interesting predicament. So, okay. What, what I think that the, the competing factions are, are the sons of God, quote unquote, the fallen angels, that they are the rebels who have came down and they, get along with each other enough because they know they have to be on the same team in order to stay here, but they still want to compete for supremacy, but there is rules that they have to follow. They can break free will, but they also, they have to tell us, they have to right. do things out in the open. Yes. So the way that they used to do them when they were larger than us, when they were giants amongst us peons, they could just go ahead and sacrifice children. They could just pick up a person and eat them and whatever. But because of the oxygen burning up and leaving this place, whatever, they died off. And now they're relatives. They had to keep hybridizing with humans further and further. And now their relatives are decrepit and incest. And they don't have that strength that they once had. You know, like when they make horses... They inbreed the horse to get, they'll get a bunch of Strongest. horses that are weak and, and so on and so forth, but then they'll get that one super horse. That's what they always did, except it's not working the same way that it, it always did because they were always larger. And that's, they were the men of renown, the, the superhero type of figures that were the Nephilim. And it doesn't mean that they were necessarily just giant. I believe that there were giants. But I believe they were also human-animal type hybrids. That uh, the Egyptian gods with these dog heads and the anteater heads and all those—they are nephilim as well as there were 
like grays essentially not grays but short like alien looking things that were hybrids and there's so many and they're all nephilim and they are the offshoot of the fallen angels so they've always been competing with each other using us as the chess pieces but what has happened is the chess pieces have come alive and we are actually more important than they are and i agree with that for sure yeah and we have a bigger say in things and like we're the bottom of the barrel so they think like we're less than them but we're controlling things because we're the bottom of the barrel like there's a top and there's a bottom and either one controls the other you know as above so below is it that the stars are moving because of us or we're moving because of the stars you know it's that whole dichotomy of are you doing things because other things are making you or are other things doing it because you're making Mm. them Mm -hmm. so once we all understand that then then we take our place back so what i think is happening now is satan is you know just the name i'm going to use right now but he is the head of all of these azazel if you will azazel the the goat-headed the wilderness, interesting, yeah, yeah. The goat-headed angel, fallen angel, who was the leader of everybody, Sam Yazi is also known as. That he is throwing all the others, you know, he's letting them duke it out and throwing them to us, in order for him to rise up essentially and become stronger. Uh, so because it's like the last ditch effort and he sees the writing on the wall and it's going to be him versus God, you know, God's will. And it's, it's a showdown and it's happening like right in front of our faces. I just wonder how in our faces it will be, you know, like, cause we know that Hollywood has trained us to expect well, not expect, but not, not even know that we're expecting like project. I mean, uh, what's it called? Blue beam, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? And we know that everything these people have ever done has been to do with the subtleties. And, Mm -hmm. and that's a big part of the magic that is in this place is that it's all the subtleties, right? Like I've said it a million times about psychedelics. When I take them, it's not that I get transported to another place uh, other than DMT, but it's that the place I'm in suddenly shows the rest of it. The 10% I was seeing in normal reality, suddenly the rest of it's there. Those are the subtleties. So it's like, are we thinking we're going to be having this crazy you know, illustrated apocalypse or is it going to be more subtle, you know, and just happen without, you know what I mean? Because I feel like, you know, we misplace literal versus metaphor a lot and people yell that everything's metaphoric, every, you know, and the opposite, but I think we mix them up quite a, quite a bit. And I wonder how, how much we're actually going to see, how much we're actually going to notice when this all happens, you know? when I'm covering uh, the millennial kingdom, the way that I am and I'm looking at these volcano events and I'm looking at the book of revelation and it's saying the book of revelation that one of the angels is going to sound his trumpet and it's going to devour a third of the earth with smoke, fire and sulfur. And it lines up with volcanoes. And I'm like, Oh, wow. It's happening. The smoke, fire and sulfur 
in a volcano is on the physical level, but on the spiritual level, these are dragons that are right. someone is riding in on that is uh, spraying out the smoke, sulfur, and fire. So um, I think that we, where we are in the third dimension, I think that it's playing out exactly, I mean exactly as it has been written, in another dimension that we don't have access to in our waking lives that I think that like these crazy things that I've experienced in the book of revelation. I mean, I, I experienced a lot of these different things in psychedelic trips in meditation, also in the clouds. So then when I look at the clouds, I'm like, huh, is it, do I go up there and I'm riding another wave of simulation when I'm on the psychedelics. And are they always up there? And is it parallel and equal to, but it's just happening in a different visual sense? So I think that it's going to happen in a way that we can handle as humanity currently understands everything i don't think it's going to be so different that people are just going to like die from like seeing crazy stuff happen yeah, i was gonna say dude, i don't think we have thanos showing up right yeah no alien i don't army. well i do think that there's going to be an alien uh presence very soon i don't know how different they're going to look i believe it'll be a lot a lot of project blue beam and i think it'll be a lot of like Nordic hybrids type of deal going on. They're not going to look very different from us. And that mm. is going to be the great deception that they're going to say, Oh, come with us. You know, we are your older brothers and sisters. Right. So we created you guys. It's the whole Anunnaki story. And it's right. come with us to Mars, you know, come to come with us to all these other planets and galaxies and, and and we can't because we're physical beings. We, I say it all the time. The fractal uh, fractal nature is that a cell couldn't leave my body and survive. I couldn't right. leave the earth and survive. I just we couldn't. Right. That's in my opinion, of course. No, I mean I agree on some degree, but then again, our cells don't have access. Like it's us. So the relationship of a cell to because i like that analogy i do but unfortunately I'm, I'm thinking it's like the relationship of a cell to the the environment around it or well i don't know i guess so that like is the way our environment that. is for us uh, it is Would for it the cell for them though i mean it's like they don't have the ability to create our technology to clothe themselves you know what i mean like if if scientists could that's interesting. Well, I don't maybe know. they do. This goes yeah. down a rabbit hole. I mean, Could we put pieces of consciousness. a spacesuit or something on a cell with like nanotechnology and have it hang out on the couch and see if it's well, out of... So I, I think well, the I mean, vacuum... cells are working every day doing what they're supposed to do, just like we're working every well, day. No, I know. You and know, and the vacuum, is, I think, yeah. is, uh, you know, that's that's baloney. I know, I know. I know. Because the, the way... <laughs> Because of the vacuum, like if everything is getting sucked upwards, right, and the sun is in the middle, right, and that's getting sucked upwards, how is everything else rotating around it or 
rotating this way, going to the vacuum and away from the vacuum. That's, it just doesn't, there is no possible way that it's a vacuum. That's I think that if it were to turn out to be irrefutably true that all the space and everything was real, then everything within density or something would have maybe be encapsulating consciousness or something yeah in a way that bends that vacuum or distorts it or that's my that's my encapsulating it it is round if it is if it is as i think it is round just around us that it's not we're not Mm. on the round part that uh like i've exited and entered a bubble of reality uh, several times and i even saw one time where like everything started bowing to me as i entered but it, they weren't bowing to me it was the light was bending in the bubble so as i'm outside everything looks like it's taking uh, that is like it's, it's like bowing this. to me yeah. and That's then i came in and it all stood up and that happened multiple times i've seen when I smoked DMT, everything started bubbling away in reality. And I was like, I can't see this and close my eyes. <laughs> I Dude, mean, it is like yeah, the when things bubbles. start melting away, you're like, no. That example you just gave of how like it looks like bowing, but mm-hmm. it turned out to be all of creation like bowed to me. Yeah. Because right. I exited the bubble of creation. As I entered it again, it, it's just round. So everything is bending i i saw all the trees animals they all looked like they were bowing to me because i was outside of creation and as i came in they just stood up because now i'm inside of creation again dude that's such a great metaphor for like the position of like like god consciousness versus human consciousness yeah. and higher energy versus lower and the serpent right. versus the eagle it's when he so says, every knee shall bow it's almost like maybe yeah. he's gonna come maybe into he the had bubble. that experience and maybe, maybe he's coming into the oh, bubble yeah. we were made in god's image so wouldn't he have all of our first impressions you know yeah. our accidental mistakes as well you know yeah. what i mean and couldn't those be written into our story as well? I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's taking it pretty well, it's in, interesting. In a different direction. Well, it's interesting when you say image because we leave impressions, right? Mm. And like an, our the image. Blueprints. Well, so what I'm getting at is our image or God's image. It's interesting in the, uh, the Bible that at the very end or near the very end anyway, uh, Jesus's disciples ask him, they're like real excited. They're like, can you show us what the father looks like? You know, like, do, can, do you have that ability? Can you, we see him? And he's looking at him. He's like, what do you think I've been doing this whole time? It's not what you see. It's what you see me do. It's not how I look. It's the acts. It's the way that I the carry energy. myself. That is the image of God. That is the image that we're all created into have the ability to love everyone and everything and to be better and do better always. That's the image of God. And they still didn't get it. Oh, you're on mute. Yeah, I said, and that's, that's perfect. Forgive me, Father. They know not what, the, forgive them, Father. They know what, not what they do. Oh, well, I got a bunch of people I didn't even realize anybody was on. I'm yeah, checking on. Hi, them. everybody. Right, yeah. hi. We got Shadow Band Podcast in the house. What up? What up? Hello, hello. Yes. Uh, 
Jeff today. made it to our Horns Up show this week. It was really oh, great. Nice. Our show about music and metal and stuff. Yeah, it was we, great got... to have. we didn't cancel Netflix. It's like, I don't know why we haven't, but we there's have some interesting stuff. But let me tell you, Ragnarok gave me like a whole new perspective on giants that I never would have had. Oh, what's really going on? Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Go ahead, maybe I'm sorry. Oh no, that's all I was gonna say is that you know I I didn't really think of giants. You know when you think of the word giant, you think of giant. You know, but this was just a family. You know, still, like yeah. that is called. They're called giants, oh, yeah, but they're yeah. not. You know, giants. They're just like kind of like magnates. They're they're uh they've been around so long that they're like the. The giants, you know, the mm. biggest, baddest. You well, know? they used to be giants, and they, they're. If you remember, and, and hold on one second, I, I'll get back to that in a second. I just want to shout out, hey Zeus, he said the Godcast and Deep Share have been killing it lately. Yeah. Oh, thank thanks, man. And what's really going on? He, he gave me a shout out. So thank you guys. Uh, I, I'm sorry I didn't have my chat open. But and I have the uh, YouTube chat open. But if you mm. remember, uh, you got to pull up the live chat. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. It's uh, not on there for some reason. Yeah, that's strange. But um, strange. So they're called giants because they're the remains. If you remember at the one part, uh, they say the 3,000 year old remains, you can't have kids, right? Because you're barren. You're just the 3,000 year old remains yes. of. Yeah, so they're hybrids. They used to be giant, and mm. now they aren't anymore. And it was just like Andy said. It's like they want to mix. There's always that one person that wants to mix with the human. Like, oh, I fell in love with the human. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's such a ubiquitous like mm -hmm. allegory that. But it that happens in everything we watch, and yeah. and and we can step back another layer of the onion, you know, and 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 look at that behavior that possibly has been repeated many times over or something uh it's kind of a it just rebellion itself it's not necessarily like we can focus on what happened and what came of it but just the act and the desire the rebellion itself mm -hmm. um i wonder if it was desire to like what led it what or rebellion fall? was it uh -huh. desire or rebellion against and and shit what's the difference what does one lead from one to the other because it's it does feel very strongly that it's it's a leaving of the old way that caused this but not that the old way diminished over time right. but that the new way exists as well and that um it it's just this very deep primal act of rebellion that is very interesting because it's almost like all of creation is kind of a rebellion it, it almost felt like when i was tripping real deep that everything that the the flip side of it is that it's it is all a coincidence and even god says that and that's why it's amazing that all right you so want to have your mind blown thing. Yeah. All right. Because this is something that's been coming to me the, the last few days. <laughs> and, and it always lines up, with the, you know, the two of us talking, <laughs> it always lines up this way. So, all of creation that we're in is a rebellion. So, if we look at the Adam and Eve story of Eve rebelling, choosing the knowledge of good and evil, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil over the tree of life, right? 
So we look at Eve on a massive scale would be the earth, right? And the earth comes from heaven, right? So the earth was plucked from the rib of heaven. Eve was plucked from the, the rib of Adam. So the earth is a sphere, but we're inside of it. And heaven is a sphere that the earth is inside of. So heaven is the tree of life. It's where you're everlasting. There's nothing ever goes wrong. And that's why and, it's always there with the golden flaming sword or whatever you yeah. know, to mark your way back home. Yeah, there's a whole tree in the center and it's just life is in abundance. And then what happens is then she goes into the tree of life or the tree of no. knowledge of good and evil. And now in her mind, it's like she took psychedelics, but reverse, like we go to heaven. Well, she fell from heaven in doing these psychedelics. And now she has to play out her, all of her cells have to play out all of these different experiences of good and evil to come to the conclusion. And in doing that, this trip, last a certain amount of time so god was like okay i'm gonna come with you you know i'm gonna do it with you so that you're not alone i'm gonna protect you keep you safe you gotta have a trip guide yeah Just exactly in the other room that can come in and ring you know every time you ring the bell or something. and the whole time god keeps telling people at certain times he's like this is going to happen now we don't know exactly when the trip may last 4,000 years and may last 8,000 years, but at some point in there, these events are going to happen. You know, she's going to start waking up and the whole thing, it's going to go in haywire. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be wars. There's going to be this. There's going to be that. And so, like, these are the prophets that are coming along every so often. And they're telling, like, oh, God told me to say this. And it's like, yeah, we don't know when it's going to happen, but we know that it's going to because it has to because that's part of the trip that Eve is on, that Earth is on. She chose to leave heaven. She chose to leave the eternal life in order to experience. And these are the things that happen when yep. you choose that. Yep, mm. you have to experience. Mm. You have to go to that yin-yang, and you have to experience all the good mm. and all the evil, and you have to get of the full spectrum of events so that then you can leave there, leave your trip and come back too. And then you're just awake again in and heaven. experience is the best teacher, right? And it, so. had, it had to slowly decline. Huh. And that tree of life that was in the middle is now a black gaping hole. And it's a tourist field. And the earth is now a tourist field. The tree of life was cut down. And we are we're spinning out of control because we're in a tourist field. We don't have a tree of life to grab onto until it spins all away. And then heaven just encompasses everything. And there's a new tree of life, new heaven, new earth, new Jerusalem. A all reset. Yep. A that was a man. lot. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it took me to a lot of places. Um, yeah. Let's see if my mind will <laughs> operate. <laughs> <laughs> oh i just had i this like idea. what you said about the trip guide i'm like yeah that does make sense yeah <laughs> and, oh, man uh i had something really important there and of course it's like slipping away but um just this idea <laughs> that yeah that 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 
being in physical reality in this duality is the knowledge of good and evil completely. Mm, It just encompasses that entirely. Fuck. I'm trying to find what I was going towards, but it's all right. (laughs) We'll come back around. It it will come up again, but it's, it's along this, these same lines, you know, but uh, man, we got a nice, yeah, we got a nice comment here. John Mench, love the show. Y'all should come together more often. Well, you know, (laughs) things, uh, we have 10 times now. (laughs) Yeah. Things happen. Thank you. Things do happen. Things do happen and and things are getting busier. So unfortunately it might get more sparse for a little while, you know, but yeah, because we're both doing our own thing. You know, this is how I know that my brothers and sisters all over the place, because we're doing the same things at the same time in our own unique ways. Like he, Absolutely. Andy is doing a lot of different stuff. Like we talked about earlier, Atlantis, Ragnarok, Box Saga, the Norse stuff. I'm doing a lot with Christ and the millennial kingdom and end time stuff, but we're going to meet again at some point in the near future. And we're going to come together with these grand understandings and it's just going to be fireworks just shooting off like it always puzzle together. And, you know, I think I'll, I'll talk to, to my co-hosts, but, um, Brandon from expanding reality and Dave from generation Z and I are kind of doing this thing. I kind of joined up with with them after they were already starting to do a couple Patreon shows and we're doing this like fractal family thing. So Mm -hmm. maybe when we come back together, maybe we can do like a big thing because I think the, those two have a genuine perspective of their, each of them of their own that fits in well as to, to all of this. So who knows what we might come together on altogether at some point, maybe we'll do a big round table on the deep share or something like that, or on your show. I'm all in. Whatever. Well, yeah, I never met, I, I never met Generation Z uh, guys yet, Dave, but, yeah, uh, yeah, awesome. I know Brandon. Good, good people. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll definitely be doing stuff in the near future. But yes, Emmanuel and I are definitely deep into a lot of our own stuff, and it's it's hard when you try to put yourself in many places. Yeah. And because this community is very inspiring, and and all the things that we're learning from each other really sets us off, and it's hard right. to do everything at once or all, you know, on the same show necessarily. Or no, you got a million people. shows over there. <laughs> it's, it's well, you know, and I didn't, I, I didn't want to cut myself too thin, you know, but at the same time I did want to diversify what I was doing at some point because things were becoming too different. And I wanted the deep share to still just be everything I'm interested yeah. in, you know, but some things where I really had like this hang up with, I and that has gone on forever. I needed to kind of break off and do my own thing with that. That's, you know, the witness yeah. is from all my crazy psychedelic interests and right. um, the deep chill, which Dan Unaki Dan named is our <laughs> Patreon show where chill. it's kind of like, if you want to be a fly on the wall of us researching Come on, stop. a lot of deep history and stuff like that. So yeah, that's what we're working on oh, that's awesome yeah i got uh, a show well we only did it the one time uh examining the evidence with nomad we did it a couple we need weeks to do ago that again. yeah He's well awesome. we will but it, yeah that's that show is uh like for deep not necessarily too deep but we research stuff and then we bring in like we did a little bit we touched on the millennial kingdom mm-hmm. on our one episode that's a patreon only well it begins in the Patreon and then eventually, you know, it'll make its way to the mainstream. But 
Mm. Yeah, like for that, that's that's a show that's like once a month maybe because it the research that goes into like you and I when when we come here on here and uh, like just shoot the shit, you know, it's just like we're just hanging out and both of us have so much information in our minds and there's so much going on in the world that we can just go off of. But when you really want to like break something down in order to bring up the, the slides in order to show the evidence that you're talking about, like it's a lot more work putting all that stuff together. So, so especially with everything else I got going on, I, and I think I'm slowing down the interview process as well. So Dude, I was I honestly back from that as well. I was kind of feeling the same way, but I'm so torn on it because I absolutely love doing it, yeah, and too. I have a bunch of great guests coming up. So I'm not going to stop yet, but I think once again you're going to inspire me to kind of move a little bit, uh, not completely away from it, but I want to do like rant episodes because <laughs> there's so many times where I'm sitting there where, where Kate will ask me one question, and then she'll just be silent for like 30 minutes while I just about everything. And yeah, eventually I sounds was, familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Came from the <laughs> South. Does the same thing. I need the trigger. I need the trigger though. Like yeah. if I'm sitting there by myself, I've tried it. It doesn't really work because I'll just kind of trail in one thing or another. If I have someone else, especially someone I know who's like a familiar perspective. So I know where to go. And, you know, we're all pretty similar out here in this community. We can kind of do that in a way. So I, I don't know. I just, I think I should move, you know, a little bit towards some of that just so I can fly off. Cause I think that's where I get a lot of my, my inspiration and my ideas for what to research, you know? Yeah. I liked when we did the trust the science skit where we could kind of rant off of that a little bit. <laughs> that, was <fun>. <laughs> <laughs> that was only one time. I feel like we should have done that more than one time. Uh, I forgot well. that we were like, yeah, that was right. <laughs> we we're going to do like news on, on, mm-hmm. on here. Yeah. We did it like once or twice. And yeah. then I think, we we all we just, just always have so much to talk about we knew we didn't even we didn't even say we haven't even talked about the news segment since it stopped yeah. nope. we just intuitively knew that it was better to just go deep into our heads yeah. <laughs> blurt out everything yeah and yeah it, it's a good distinction to make between the deep research and the presentations of that research versus us reflecting on what we've already researched and kind of already know right. yeah because it's like when I was talking to the guys from Deborah Gets Red Pilled, I was like, dude, I love your guys' concept. And they're like, yeah, but we want to go deep, but then we got to like stay anchored, you know, in order to walk someone else through. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Me Especially when someone's that. We just build off of each other <laughs> when we do this. And it's it's kind of like that show is amazing. And it's almost oh, like yeah. a like listening to a like an audio drama at some points because Deborah is a hard hard person to sell on a lot of things. Yeah. And it's a familiar feeling of having to kind of reset the clock and go back and kind of do it again sometimes. I do that with my mother a lot, you know, where she's on board a hundred percent with what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, oh, that makes me feel better. <laughs> and then like a week later, I'm like, what? What are you what are you saying now? <laughs> Yeah. What are you agreeing with? I said to Todd, I'm like, can you imagine if we had your mom on the show, like as <laughs> as the our Deborah? You know, like I don't think it would go the same. <laughs> no. no, I've thought about bringing my father on in the same capacity. I'm like, I think this might go like south in some ways. <laughs> We're definitely uh, not going live. <laughs> we can understand when our parents are like 
get flustered and, and frustrated about these things when it's like, this isn't really a personal thing when we're revealing that history was false. Like, I know you feel that way because you're connected to it, but yeah. you know, it's like, you can get over that. Mm. You know, we we both understand that what they're going through, mm. but they don't. So right. it's like, it's kind of that's, a storm. That's and, you know, how, it's not a good, might that's when we got to parent them. Yeah, and be really nice about it, and not just lash yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the well. That's the thing is that uh, she would listen to if I brought someone on. She would hear them out and treat them with respect for the most part. But if I said something, then that's when she would, you know, she'd lose it. She'd be, yeah, no. if it was like just Todd uh, uh, and his mom on on an episode, then no. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if i'll experience that as a parent if you you will as well when our kids are older like you know it's hard to accept automatically what your kid says is truth because you've been teaching them the whole time yeah you know what i point. mean but i i do i am open-minded to my daughter like the, yesterday uh we were coming back from the softball game and i was like so i've always been our coach and now i'm not coaching and after she uh, bats or she comes in from the field, you know, I go over and I give talk to her a little bit. And I, she was getting flustered as if like I was coming over to like yell at her or something all the time. And uh, I was like, you have to stop doing that. She goes, well, you have to understand that that's what I'm used to. That's what you used to do to me. And I'm like, yeah, I, I programmed her. And I was like, all right, like I, I hear you, but okay but you're not receiving that now. So you can't give off what you're projecting, what you're expecting isn't happening. So yes. you have to let that go. Dude, it's awesome. That warms my heart to like, and it's not that I would expect any less from you, but like, it's just great to hear it in action that like, you know, natural traumas that occur because parents are parents and people are people with someone conscious and aware and being mindful they can correct that when the kid is finally old enough to communicate what the problem really is. So that's a beautiful yeah. thing, man. I just, yeah, want to really. Yeah, yeah. Well, cause I am an open-minded to her, uh, you know, at first when you're, when you're going through all the stuff, I reflect on myself constantly. It's yeah. a, I'm always in reflection mode. So when I realize that I'm doing the same things that were done to me, I step back and I'm like, all right, there's some valid points. And at first, you know, you're in your emotions, in your ego, and you're like, no, it can't be. And then you're like, ah, oh, but it is. And it's <laughs> it's so it's this fine line to walk where, uh, and it's just like any part of the awakening. You don't want to believe everything you hear, mm -hmm. but you also want to listen to it and you want to hear it all and. Mm -hmm. I mean that brings us to a good point for if you want to talk about the uh, the watch the water. Uh... Well, real quick before I forget, because I often do, as you know, um, what you were just saying reminds me of that rebellious son and the father, the old way and the new way. Mm. You know, it's it's that that yeah, that's me poetic thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of us, and I know that yeah. we can see it on the fractal thing, you know, it's us and it's the greater picture as well. And that's reflected out from every one of us. But this theme is literally happening too on a physical level. It's all, it's all about the family. We're all one family when it comes down to it. So it's like, yeah, there's right, a lot of guys are just trying to do the 
what is best or what they think is best. Yeah, oh yeah, what they think you, you is know, best. What, that's what, the hard part. Doesn't matter, fallen angel, whatever we want to call it or right. or feel about it. It's mm-hmm. the the intention throughout the universe is still like I think universal. Like we're all from our own perspectives. You know, I don't know. That could that could that could be a whole new can of worms, you know, but, yeah. but yeah, watch, I haven't watched, watch the water. I uh, didn't it's very feel, interesting. I suggest you uh, do watch it. I will watch it um, because you suggested it. But other than, other than that, I didn't have an interest to, I don't really, I I'm not interested in that guy, the host of, of yeah, that. Me neither. Never really liked him. And not, not to say that he do can't Peters. produce truth. Yeah. I, not yeah, to say I don't he can't listen to him either. produce truth or anything like that. Um, I look often for people similar to a lot of people I love in this community of podcasts. I like smaller podcasters. Yeah. Well, even even if they're bigger, I look for someone who is, even if they feel one way or the other, or if they're really hardcore on something that they're trying to present an absolutely neutral perspective yeah for everyone because all of us need to hear it and unfortunately i'm not against jesus or christ or any of it of course as you know but when a guy like Stu peters or a billion other guys out there like them always have to push that part of it unfortunately and i say it because it sucks that does ruin it for a lot of people that would Mm. probably maybe get it a little bit and that's where that leaning on one wall or the other i worry about it i i find that it's always that invisible balancing point it's funny i i don't like them because uh not necessarily don't like them but i don't go to the i don't go to rumble so when i see someone's like only on rumble i'm like uh, i'm a little hesitant uh, because i'm like all right they're heavy conservatives i i'm not into that there's just a lot of things that turn me off about him and his style and all the things like you're saying. And I do believe that everyone, when you get to a certain level that everyone is controlled to a certain extent. Now, the reason that I even watched it was because I was working and I, I was driving a far away and I didn't have anything else to uh, listen to. And deplorable Janet uh, recommended it. So I was like, okay, if Janet's recommending it, you know, she hangs out more in uh, those types of circles than I do, but she's not going to recommend just, you know, anything. So I go watch it. And man, it's so the whole thing that everyone's talking about the snake water, they talk about that for maybe two minutes. It's like it's not talked about at all. Of course, everyone's going to focus on the craziest part so they can run with that. Right. And the thing, a day (laughs) or two before that, it came out in the uh, mainstream that uranium was poisoning two thirds of the drinking water in the United States. And then that came out. Now everyone's like, oh, it's not there's nothing to worry about, you know, but it's really ridiculous how some people uh, are treating it like that that's so ridiculous that the the water would be poisoned like yeah i I think it would be but i don't think that that part of that documentary has anything to do with the rest of it i mean that part is like the the tiniest fraction and it doesn't have anything to do with uh, i want to watch my words here because we're on youtube but uh what may be in the injections or what may be in the medicines that the only legally uh allowed to give out medicine for 
the thing we've been facing for the last couple of years. Yeah. (laughs) That that's actually hurting people. uh, And uh, they are dying on the ninth day of this treatment that that mocks or, or I'm not, I'm sorry, not mocks mimics or very closely resembles snake venom that it has the same symptoms. It has very close and there's a lot of scientific evidence that is provided in that but because it's called watch the water which is a q slogan and because it's on purpose exactly (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it uh says uh, you know the 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 whole water the snake venom being in the water now all of a sudden now oh they're q tards and this and that but it's none of that could be for the snake must be satan yeah well that's the thing is when you symbolism sure it's and it's uh not just any snake but it's the chinese crate venom that king cobra Cobra and chinese crate are the two snakes that all Mm -hmm. this stuff mimics and resembles and it's like wow that's just it's definitely it's that old Mm. serpent the ancient serpent the devil and satan himself trying to mix his seed with humanity seed so the symbology of it yes. is actually like the the most Spot important on. part and so that that's the and that's why i said it in a sarcastic tone because right. unfortunately on a physical level it may not be that that documentary was put together so that that fact could be put out there so we would all suck it in and get you know what i mean it's there on a higher order than human organization and conspiracies and that's what a lot of people miss and that's why i always say that i think we get our lines crossed when it comes to what juicy little nuggets of conspiracy go with the other nuggets i think we're talking about many different levels like scale and variance of order of things face value versus the deeper meaning of of what you're watching yes yeah but i also wanted to say i think just to highlight what you said about controlled opposition i'm starting to think we're all controlled opposition because it's kind of something that's built into the situation we're in where the more popularity you get, the more access you have to different perspectives and, and people that have genuinely gone the same direction. Right. So it's the more elite quote unquote of the researchers, the, this or yeah, that, people whatever. Contact you, right. you have more information, you're upfront more. So automatically from the perspective of someone that does not have that information yet, suddenly these guys are doing revelation right. of method. I'm doing revelation of method for anyone that's just still fucking watching the X-Files and getting turned on to the UFO phenomenon. (laughs) I'm doing revelation of method for any of them because it seems to be a ripple effect process that goes backwards through. Right. I don't know if that triggered anything or sparked anything it but seems yeah, like the more the <laughs> more popular you get the less you know the more you're tamped down so people don't hear you uh, yeah, and, and you also don't get to respond as much to people individual yeah. people eventually it gets more difficult right. and suddenly you become this person behind the curtain well and that's the thing about when people are contacting you you don't know who's on the other side people are contacting me all the time I think that I even have done energy work with uh, people who aren't who they claim they are. And I believe this for certain reasons. I'm not going to get into all the details, but we don't know 
who it is that we're actually working with, who we're talking to, who we're getting information from. And we can never verify any of it. So I think, and I'm sure you face this. Well, I have, I, do. I don't know if you have, but that people, uh, like they won't contact you until your show is big enough. They won't come on your show. They won't let you be on their show until you get to a certain point because they don't want you to be the controlled opposite. You right. know, you they don't want you don't to be a enough false or you know person. too much. <laughs> That, that they're weary about you because of your situation. I never thought about it like that. And I like it because it's, it can also be seen as a very like humbling human trait as well. Yeah. It could be that I don't want to be outdone. I'm a, I'm an author I, or, or something, you know what I mean? Right. But also uh, I would like to say this on a very personal level. And I, I, I think this is a safe space that we all have these different forces in us. And I feel like there's, two different perspectives going through me sometimes. And you know, it's the one you resist versus the one you rise to. Right. Right. The one I have to rise away from is when someone new follows me or something, or at least it used to be this way. I would look and see how many followers they had and what they were into before I would just genuinely like want to be interested Right. And that, and that was, was the lower. Was and who the hell am I? I, I didn't exactly. really feel that way. I, I, that was an agenda that part of my brain was running that like, the okay, conne- connections. Well, not, I was thinking connections, social connect, connection, uh, connection. Like I was just trying to follow that network, flow. Network. That I, networking. Yeah, it's I'm not right. like a that negative thing it, yeah. at all. It's not like a, I'm above them. It's just simply like, unfortunately i need to be focused on different but like maybe if you had a lot yeah. more followers maybe i'd message yeah, you can i get a, up another step if i send you <laughs> and that's silly too you don't want to do that's a yeah. bad tr- it led it would lead to silly egotistical behavior anyway mm-hmm. but the the part of the brain that's thinking that doesn't think ahead anyway right right there's no foresight the one you have to rise to is Every and that's why I always say I love seeing the people I talk to in the listenership suddenly have their own fucking podcast. And now it's like now I get to hear where you're coming from. Where's your point on that? Where where's your red little thing on the map? You know? Right. And it's I love it. And that's the the higher place that we we rise to. But to bring it all back to what I was saying. And what we were both saying about controlled opposition and everything, that's kind of another angle to it. It's that human beings can kind of, I I doubt I'm the only one that ever thought that way. You know what I mean? I'm putting myself on a limb there, but I really feel like a lot of people can just superficially think about stuff like that too. Especially from a place where you're, you appear to be behind a curtain because you're getting bombarded. Like we know a lot of pretty damn popular podcasters that right. we have a hard time reaching sometimes, but we've talked to already. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, look at Alex Stein. I mean, yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. There was a, there was like a moment in time where suddenly I couldn't talk to him anywhere. Like he wasn't responding <laughs> oh. as much at all it, it, just because he's so fucking busy. Right. And then yeah. he'll come back like two weeks later. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just people are busy, but, especially for him the past month or so. Yeah. I can that's what imagine I, after that video came out. Yeah. Well, he, Tucker Carlson, Jason Whitlock, <laughs> video, all those videos. Hosting, uh, InfoWars. And I don't even watch InfoWars or any of that. And it's like, no. I watched it. And I don't, you know, people want to say he's a shill or he's controlled or whatever. I I don't even care because what he did on Fox 
to what he talked about to it Tucker Carlson, good. that is not controlled opposition right there. When he was saying uh, the uh, drama-based, drama-based mind, control. mind control, so many different things. And I mean, that right there, even if it took different things to get to that point, which maybe it did, maybe it didn't. I'm not saying one way or the other. But to get to that point right there and expose what he exposed and his five minutes of fame on that, like that did more for the conspiracy theory community. And it was like, he's one of us and he did that. And it was this like proud moment. Then he went on Jason Whitlock and was doing, it was like an hour long. It was a great conversation with the two of them. And just like, the pride that I had from seeing someone who I talked to, I was on his show, he's on my show. And, you know, we chatted, you know, behind the scenes several times and like those types of instances and you see them make it, it's like, wow, you know, it it gives you hope, I guess, in, in a way. And it's also like this thing of like, that is so amazing. Like he's worked so hard for it. And, Again, you know, it may be other things at play. I don't know. Uh, and I'm not one to judge, but it doesn't matter to me because uh, doing that exposure, that means that he is on the, the side of truth. So that's what's important to me. I'll tell you, uh, there was a part of me that got weirded out by the whole situation after Tucker Carlson. I'll admit that. Yeah, me too. And then when suddenly because and i will say it now that alex is like an artist when it comes to this shit he's he's a genius he's the amorosa yeah he's yes he's great at it and and i it's weird i i was having a hard time with like him kind of suddenly inspiring others all of a sudden it was like yeah all right sarcasm or not we know the subconscious knows not the difference and we are just spreading more and more and more of this insanity out there, whether it's to mock our fellow humans that have been led astray or not. This may not be the right path. Is this yeah. controlled? He was on Tucker Carlson. I started getting all upset about it. Now, but now, and then you think but, that but that's now, part of you. I've watched. <laughs> I think I've watched Alex more since feeling that way uh, than I had before. And just I like reading people, and I think. I was getting too ahead of myself there. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I think this this dude's fucking real, of course. And that's when I started thinking, it's good to be called. Yeah, we are controlled. We're all controlled opposition. It's not necessarily an intuitive movement of any kind. It's, Mm. I mean, yeah, sure. Some people are paid off. We're not talking about Richard Doty and Mirage men and shit like that. We're talking about people that get the, so this is where I'm coming to here with what you said. Like, I agree on one level, on one level of the scale and variance, that's a win for us on some weird level. All of the exposure is included in revelation of method. There is no, there's nothing outside of that revelation of method because it all has to do with what's happening here in this material linear time situation that's coming yeah. to this revelation well it's a method. perfect uh we just had a comment that the guy just said curious animus he said we can only make moves based on available intel mm, uh, i mean that's beautiful and that's uh and to say it from a conscious pers- consciousness perspective you know we only derive our thoughts on memory you know what it's what we're already again? programmed can I see with. that again oh mm-hmm. unavailable intel 
on available yeah right. until... and that reminds me of watch the water too because you know everyone that followed the q movement when it was out knows that phrase so right. they were instantly like oh i gotta watch that because it was already right. programmed in like those words were already like oh i have to know what that when is when i heard that i was like uh you know that yeah at first you're off. like oh but then you're like let me go see what it is no that's not <laughs> what it, i went to see what it was because janet uh said it like strictly i was bored i didn't have anything to listen to and janet recommended it so i, I went on there oh, and there was so the the part about the water the strange thing about it is that they've been testing our waste water in different cities they've been doing this since the whole pandemic started and now they have upped their testing of waste and what they do is they test the waste. And if there's a spike, which you would think it's out of your system because now it's in the waste. So when there is a spike in the waste, that four or five days later, they tell that city that you're going to have an outbreak. Yeah, they predict uh, right. an uptick in that area. Right. So the whole thing with the, the testing of the water is that well, firstly, we all know that they're spraying chemtrails and we don't know what's all in those things. Right. But they're testing the water and then saying that, oh, you have a spike. So in four or five days, you're going to have an outbreak. But it should be out of their system because there is a spike in the waste. It's not a spike in, in the, the drinking, drinking water. water. Right? So mm. it's like this whole situation. And why would they be upping the... The testing sites now like they just upped it some ridiculous amount it, it's just that's the weird part about it is mm. if you were ingesting it through drinking what it would do it would um you you wouldn't have taste and since your tongue and your nose are connected you know the the ear nose and throat doctor since your nose and your tongue are connected well maybe you would lose the scent your sense of smell as mm -hmm. well with it. Now, I don't know if that's real, but when you are uh, stung with, or not stung, but when you have the venom bit with the venom of a snake, you will lose your sense of taste and smell. If you're ingesting. Also, it. radiation yeah. poisoning goes with that. So there's, I, there's numerous things, and I bet that it's all connected. Possibilities. Yeah, that, yeah that are all connected. Right. Mm -hmm. And when the pandemic first uh, came out, they said one of the possibilities was bats. Another possibility was snakes. And uh, they the only one that they fact-checked, they didn't fact-check bats, but they fact-checked snakes, which, you know, if, when they're fact-checking stuff, you know that it's probably somewhere Closer. on target. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I just uh, thought of something else that I just don't want to forget. We should... If you're down with like doing a share screen or whatever and, and pulling this up, um, there is a new ad with Celine Dion for neutral gender clothing for babies and stuff. Oh yeah, with her now listen, I, I don't I don't normally even go into those topics necessarily. It's just kind of like yeah, an attribute either. of what's happening, but it's very it's not okay, necessary. That's that's go. the triggering part Creepy. for the majority, but that's not the triggering yeah. part for me at all. It's that's the that's the surface. That's the he's going to pull it the up. iceberg Where, because the, near oh, the end of it the, and everything this video is saying, it's 
It's very oh. interesting. Oh, but um, oh, I'm sorry. If if we could possibly find the YouTube, wow, I didn't even know these were. Yeah, I mean, look at this. This is straight up. My heart. <laughs> what? Daphimet. What does it say? My heart will go on. <laughs> Death metal uh, funny T-shirt. The, these are her shirts. Yeah, so I typed in Celine Dion neutral gender clothing. Wow. Oh okay. Wow. New I order. <laughs> This okay. Is yeah. Okay. So yeah. So that's at least an example. So there's a, this music, mm. well, not a music video. It's a commercial, but man, if it's in the maybe video, pull, so I don't know if YouTube would take us down. Yeah. Not. I don't, I don't, I want to be able to play the YouTube video. Well, I just want to see oh, okay. what the title is. I want to see. Oh, okay. Let me go to videos. Yeah. We'll check that out. Uh, it's it, gotta be that. Exorcist calls Celine Dion's gender neutral <laughs> clothes satanic. That's from 2018. No, so I guess he's had it out for a couple. Or, years okay, ago. maybe it's not news. And new, I'm just new, new. That's the name yeah, of the brand. New, new, new. <laughs> it's just there's so much information, like we say. Yeah. That I need shit. to look that up. So yeah. yeah, it's just more bullshit. But it's interesting how on the nose it was. I guess it's better that it came out oh, back then, because if it came out now, it might be way too much revealing too soon. Because so, there's a fucking little baby wearing a New World Order shirt. Yeah. And I feel like a few years ago, people might just go maybe wrestling whatever I, I don't know right yeah there it is that scene right up here scroll up just a little bit this one? right on the no up a little bit now on the left in the oh, uh, new order yeah, yeah. yeah. Right well yeah and, and then I think he, now it would he hit got a lot this little girl yeah you got this little girl wearing a hoe shirt it says h o hot no it says h o exclamation point yeah looks like here click on it it looks like no with an exclamation point that's an h that is an H. That's a wow. hoe. It's not a hoe, but she's wearing a shirt that says hoe. This yeah. is ridiculous. This is her clothing line. Yeah. It looks like this, dude. This is some of these clothes look identical uh, this, to this fucking. We got horns. This oh, yeah. little baby's got horns. So this is where my my take on things gets really convoluted and i haven't been able to suss it all out yet but i think there is a way to do it it's like this the s and the oh, x look this? where the x is right on the crotch and the s on the shirt so it's, you know sex right yep. right on the front of the baby but yeah so we have like luciferian and satanic symbolism mixed together because most of the time yeah. it is the same symbolism but the, that? that's the creepy part it's two different yeah. groups like you have like I feel like there's old world and new world, man. That's what's what's going on right now. And I I wonder how uh, Elon Musk fits into that, because to me, he kind of seems like the one that's going to falsely remove all the bad guys. Yeah, Is he not? Yeah. he's I mean, that's what's going to happen. And I've been saying it since I was in uh, like looking into the Q stuff two years ago. I was like, oh, this Elon Musk, because I have implants in me or had at one point, I was like. Yeah, Elon Musk working on Neuralink. Like, no, they they put this in people for the last forty years. Like, he's just it's now on the market. Like, don't fall for this guy's tricks. And I see you you're posting about that all the time. Like, yeah, I'm glad to see that you're on it as well because it it's definitely that he he's working with Trump in some sense. They are the great deception, and they're deceiving people. I mean everybody is just like glomming onto it and it's gonna be that way he's the new bill gates they killed off bill gates in order to make this guy he smokes weed he goes on rogan he buys twitter he's the first billionaire to do cool stuff with his money man 
just right. let him do his thing. Even though he may be doing Neuralink and he may tell us that, oh, it looks so fake that it must be real, you know, that he's the one we should trust. Like, what? That, well, that makes yeah. less sense also, than anything. Uh, this is an old, old, sh- I think I learned this from James Corbett, like years and years and years ago. The fact that the future ain't, ain't government it's privatization you know what i mean so it's like you let this this one guy suddenly be the inventor of fucking everything and own patents to everything all over the world like his his satellite company and everything all of it everything is is becoming a centralized thing but it's just one guy so it's okay you know it's 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 just weird i don't know a lot of people are falling off because of him it might be. I mean, that sounds terrible. I don't mean it like that, but a lot of people are like just completely buying into like, well, like Elon's over here. That's good. But anyway, onto like the, the people that are deceiving us. I'm like, yeah, but fuck, how can you not even question it? Like, this is a problem. And then I think that might fall into a lot of the same sections of people that are really into cryptocurrency and stuff like that it's probably yeah. a, a one side or the other kind of situation there too yeah know? yeah well I'm that's a, rambling at this point no well that's the thing with the uh the transhumanist agenda is that it goes with the cryptocurrency so while yeah you may make money off of it just doesn't make any sense because it's all pretend money all of the money yeah, pretend yeah. So we made a second stock market and called it uh, it's cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah, with a mysterious or originator. Right. Like, oh great. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. They they people love to split it down the middle and say, well, there's there's what is what do they say? Like cryptocurrency and then there's Bitcoin or the, I don't know. It's like yeah, there's know. what the government's gonna control, and then there's the right, free right. stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you're still in the rat race like, still paying taxes on it because apparently yeah. on my yeah, taxes like, they asked me if i made any money off of it yeah me yeah, too like, yeah i saw that you too. guys go do your thing i'm going to do barters and i'm going to do stuff for people yep. and i have some uh some metals some precious metals that i'll trade but you guys go do your internet thing you know I, and I'll, I'll be in the real world that's the crux of it too because even half the people that we appreciate uh, in this community, we'll probably be like, well, go ahead and do that, man. But that's only going to last you so long or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> or on a, it's not, it's not sustainable on a global lo- that, that right there is a big difference in the two different philosophies that I'm talking about, where it's like this new and innovative versus stick with what we know. Mm-hmm. I keep saying, it's like, we're stuck between, um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it and right. be the change you want to see in the world. It's like, yeah. Both have their horrible uh, extremes. Yeah. Those walls. Again. Bitcoin and and cryptocurrency just reminds me of uh, the can I can I pay you tomorrow for a hamburger today type Mm -hmm. philosophy is like (laughs) it's like fake money that you might not ever see. I think they want us to look at it like like something fake and, and imaginary when in fact it's going to impact people the same way as it always had. But it's now mm. just a little bit more immaterial, even more so than it already was. That's you interesting. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as we wrap up uh, here, you in the beginning, before we started, you said you wanted to uh, read a tweet. and Yeah, I mean, I think we've probably... 
you know, past that point, point. synchronistically, uh, probably covered exactly what I wanted to say about it. But yeah, I wanted to read one of your tweets. Um, let me pull it up again because, of course, you can't just leave a screen, it'll just update. (laughs) But yeah, you said, Do you know how much courage you have to have to know you're going to die? How you're going to die? and go do it without fighting back to die so that we could know God within to be killed for pointing to errors in the ways of the spiritual teachers to be tortured to death. You need a heart, the size of Jesus Christ to do that. Even though today may not be the anniversary of that day. It is the day we remember him by. If only you could see the synagogue of Satan and the temple of Lucifer hates him and only him, you could see the truth. And I loved it for, Many reasons. I mean, you're you you write well, of course. Oh, thank but you. But also, you pointed to a great little point that I guess I've been talking around tonight, which is that both these groups that I like to to separate, they both want to take you away from that Christ God within, mm-hmm. because one is trying to take you to a false light in the external world, and the other one is relying solely on these old physical materialistic natural ways but neither one are accepting of what's in of what's here and that's what i kind of whether you were trying to say it that way or not that i feel like we're saying the same thing oh yeah the true god the true entity that the true source the true everything is what's inside here and that's what's constantly being taken away from no matter what group it is no matter who it is well you're trying to be distracted away from what i think is why uh they hate him so much and why uh what he did for us was different is that they don't have access to him within them that when he died on the cross I don't think that people had a moral compass before he died on the cross, which is why it says in the Bible, it says and all the box office stuff that you say as well, that people were doing childish things. They had to be told not to kill someone. They had to be told not to uh, do this. And they had to be told to do this, you know, simple things that we look at and we're like, like what were they? Chaos, Babies. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Like, Unfortunately, in Bach Saga, the Catholic Church is that God telling you what you are to do and what you aren't to do, though, that comes in and clothes everybody, removes all sexuality, not only the extremes of heathenism, but just goes, the pendulum swings the complete opposite way. You know what I mean? And I think that's the, no, that's fine. I think that's the dichotomy of it, that the Catholic Church is there to push people into either box A of you're going to believe these sets of facts and you're going to uh, discount anything outside of this. Where you're going to go to hell. you're going to go to B, <laughs> which is atheist, and you don't believe any of this so that there must be no God. And that's right. That I believe that that is uh, their whole point. But back to these Luciferians and Satanists, they come from a time before they were human and they didn't have Christ within them. I don't think that there was a moral compass. And Jesus dying on the cross was gave gave us all the ability to have the moral compass. His spirit became, you know, it just went into the ether and came into all of us so that we can know God within. And it 
if it wasn't for him dying on the cross, then we wouldn't have that. And we would need to follow these uh, Satanists and Luciferians in order to find God because we would have to seek externally. Mm. But since he did that, now we can seek him internally. And because we have that ability and they don't, and they know that we do, that they have to keep us distracted. They have to keep us divided so that they can conquer us because united we stand. And we always say they're jealous. Yeah, they're, they are. They, they don't have the same connection to God, and they think that they're higher dimensional beings than us, and uh, they they really don't know why we have something that they don't. Well, and it goes back to the, the in a way, it goes back to the story of Adapa, how, you know, Enki uh, gives us his spirit so that we could be secretly like more than the, like, more than he could ever imagine. That's the, that's how it's presented mm. in that story. Yeah. And then when his brother, of course, the Eagle, right? The other side, the ego side, the masculine side of the coin comes in and finds out it's the worst thing ever. They can never know how powerful they are. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Well, amen to that. I mean, yeah, man. This now was we know. This yeah, was it was very nice. Uh, and we, yeah, we will be going on a little bit of a hiatus, like Emmanuel's yeah. deep, deep in, in his research for the millennial kingdom and, and everything that comes after that. Lord knows, literally. and figuratively. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's it's a, some wild times. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be back uh, at, at some point uh, in the near future. You know, not too for distant sure. future. Yeah, we're just going to yeah. not be doing it every other week like we had been. Right. Especially with my daughter having softball and, you know, I have to spend time with this, Hell this yeah. lady here. With this lady. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's kind of let that be the uh, in place of the shows you'll you you won't get the yeah. just that that concept right there. Go follow that. <laughs> yeah. Go be with your family or go outside, get into things, get get physically active. Right. Go do some stuff, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, uh do you uh, want to let the people know where they can find you? I'm at the deep share on all social media. And I do have a website, thedeepshare.com, which I don't really update too much these days. Cause again, we're torn in a million different places, but I do have my podcast uploaded there. So if you want to go about your there, Patreon? I have my Patreon as well. Patreon slash the deep share. Um, that's got the witness. It's got the deep chill. It's got witness one-on-ones, which is something that I decided had to be a separate thing entirely. It's uh, instead of the group chats, it's also one-on-ones that are strictly about these topics. Cause I feel like similar to our conversations, they're much different one-on-one and more intimate settings. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. But yeah, a lot of new stuff coming. I'm also, yeah, I'm doing a lot of stuff. so yeah (laughs) come check out the patreon and yeah thank you guys for checking out worship in the storm number 10 this is uh this was one of our best i think but i think we've said that every time (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i think it gets better and better each time we do it we just build off of each other and it uh it assembles in such a beautiful way and yeah you guys can find me godcast the goodness over darkness podcast goodness over darkness on youtube patreon.com backslash goodness over darkness uh, emmanuelkingman.com and at emmanuel.kingman on instagram that's where i'm most active you can 
I mean, all my stuff's on my uh, website, EmmanuelKingman.com. Go there and, and you can find it. But definitely check out the Millennial Kingdom series that I've been doing, Christ Millennial Kingdom yes. and its destruction. Check that out. Parts 7 and 8 are going to be coming out this weekend. Uh, I was trying to get it all out before Easter. So, you know, Easter <laughs> Easter day will be part 8. So everyone Sweet. check that out. And, and uh, yeah, I think I need to ingest that entire the rest of that series before uh, I read this book that I'm I'm gonna dig into next, which is like right. it's just gonna bounce so many cool ideas. So awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, thank you all for stopping by for worship in the storm number 10. And we will see you another time. See you later. Bye. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.